Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We have been discussing Chapter 6, Dhyana Yoga. We are now coming to the conclusion of Chapter 6. We are also coming to the conclusion of the first segment of Bhagavad Gita out of the three segments Bhagavad Gita has, as per many commentators. Three sections elaborating upon the great Mahavakya Tattvamasi that thou art in Chandogya Upanishad. The Mahavakya says, you are that. That which you are seeking is your own self. So the first six chapters dealt with Tvam, you. In other words, I, the limited being, is explained in first six chapters. We have learned about who we are from chapter two in Sankhya Yoga. We are not mortal beings, we are immortal selves conditioned by this mortal equipment which we call either mind, body or intellect. But the conditioning is so strong that we identify with it and therefore we think we are this equipment. That paradigm has to be changed to realize who we are and therefore we have gone through the next four chapters from chapter 2 onwards and coming to Dhyana Yoga, the last chapter, culminating the whole task of understanding Tvam, understanding I as the limited being. Because Bhagavan said that that cannot be known unless you know Tvam, you. Unless you understand yourself, the Supreme cannot be understood. So we started with chapter 2 where Bhagavan has given us two definitions of yoga. Samatvam Yoga Uchyate and Yoga Karma Sukhaushala. Yoga means to connect and right now I feel disconnected. So the task here is to connect back from where I got disconnected from. If we take the Bhagavan's paradigm in chapter 2, that consciousness is immortal, undivided, and therefore is also infinite. Consciousness can only be one, but it seems divided in many. And my goal right now, as per Bhagavan Sri Krishna, is to reconnect this consciousness which I feel is confined to me with the consciousness which is all-pervading. So that was the task given to us in chapter 2. And for that, Bhagavan started giving us the means and methods. So he gave us Karma Yoga. You will be able to function efficiently in this world if you have balanced mind. So Samatvam Yoga Uchade. First task given to us by Bhagavan is balance your mind. Don't let your mind run away in many directions. Focus 
where your hands are, whatever you are doing. And then he said, once you focus your mind, if your mind is balanced, then you will become very efficient and proficient. We know from our day-to-day experience that unless I'm focused on doing something, accomplishing the task is very, very difficult. Even to write a letter or read a book, I have to have focus. I have tried many times to read book and watch TV at the same time and have failed miserably. I will not know what's going on on the TV, nor I will know what I'm reading. So Bhagavan said, focus is very important. A balance of mind is nothing but a focus of mind. When you focus your mind, it's your task, you will be efficient. So Bhagavan gave us the idea of how to take the first step. And then he said, I will also give you the field of activity. The field of activity should be such that your focus becomes natural, the field of greater good, selfless activity. Perform all your actions with that goal in mind that is not only for me, but for the greater good. My action will benefit many, not just me. So this selflessness. More and more I dilute my ego, more and more selfless I become. Somebody asked Swamiji, whether Swamiji do you have ego? And he said, of course I have ego. But then he gave example. Take a tablespoon of salt and put it in a glass of water. The water will be very salty. But if you take that water and put it into a bucket of water, it will less salt. It will taste less salty. Then you put that water into a pond, you won't even detect where the salt is. In the same way, your own ego, more and more you dilute, easier it will become to connect. Then in chapter 4, Bhagavan said that now that you have figured out how to act in this world, you should know who is the actor, who is acting in this world. So, Gnana Karma Sannyasa Yoga, renouncing actions in knowledge. Where we have seen, Bhagavan said, all this time I consider myself to be actor, I the actor. The one constant factor I have in my life is the feeling I. I exist. I talk. I listen. That I is constant right from my childhood till today. Body changes, the mind changes, the intellect changes, but I remains constant. That I right now I consider to be the doer. Therefore, I keep saying I do it. But want to think about it. Is I the doer or someone else is the doer? And we have seen by analysis that I is actually inactive, is not participating in any activity. Either the action is by the body or by the mind, but it is always enabled by the consciousness. But the consciousness itself is not participating in that action. So the action becomes to the body or to the mind or to the intellect, but not to the consciousness. And I have all along said, I am that consciousness. I am the doer. But in the analysis, I found that I, the consciousness, is not the doer. I, the consciousness, is the enabler of all activities, but not participating in that activity. Therefore, Bhagavan said in chapter 4, the one who sees inactivity, inactivity. I see lots of activities in my life, 
but I, the consciousness, is inactive. One who sees that inactivity in activity is the wise person. The wise person also sees activity in inactivity. Even though my consciousness is not participating, no activity is possible without consciousness. Consciousness is the substratum of all activities. Consciousness is not participating in any activity. So we want to figure out who is the actor. I am not the actor. My body is the actor. My mind is the actor. My intellect is the actor. So all activities belong to body, mind and intellect. They belong to Prakriti. They don't belong to Purusha, the consciousness. They belong to Prakriti. I borrowed them from the Prakriti as my equipment. Now to give them back to the Prakriti when I die. So Bhagavan said, know who the actor is. So that's the ending my sense of doership in knowledge that I, the consciousness, is not participating in any activity. Therefore, no action is binding to I, the consciousness. Actions are binding to my mind, my body, my intellect. If I overeat, my body will suffer. If I don't feel good about something, my mind will suffer. But I remain just the witness. I notice that my body is suffering. I notice my mind is suffering. So in chapter 5, Bhagavan says, you have to give up the sense of agency that I am the doer. Once you give up the sense of agency that I am the doer, and then constantly see that all actions are performed by guna, guneshu, vartantaha, the qualities of the sense objects outside, and the qualities of my senses, they interact with each other when they come in contact with each other and then the activity takes place. So when the sense objects come in contact with the senses, depending on their own gunas, an activity may take place. But consciousness all along is just the witness of all that is taking place. Guna, gunesu, vartanta, iti matva, nasajjade. A wise man does not get affected or perturbed by this exchange which is going on in this world with my senses and the sense objects. So that's chapter 5. Bhagavan has led us through from who I am, my misconception about this body, my intellect, to replacing I, the consciousness, as me. And therefore, I am not the doer. Therefore, I am not bound by any actions in my past or present. And therefore, I remain sinless without any contamination. However, I do have responsibility to purify my internal instruments so that I can see through the knowledge which I have gained through my intellectual appreciation of what Bhagavan has said. Therefore, we came to the Dhyana Yoga, Yoga of contemplation and meditation. So in this chapter, Bhagavan said, once you have purified your mind and intellect through karma yoga and by sannyasa, now you have to make your first attempt to connect with your Supreme Self. My consciousness, which I consider I, is right now feel disconnected from the Supreme Self, 
I come to the conclusion consciousness is one, it is all pervading. My consciousness is nothing but part of their consciousness, but there is no experience I have of that connection. To connect with that Supreme Consciousness in this chapter, Bhagavan said, first of all, withdraw your consciousness from the senses, then put them into the mind. So now senses are all turned inwards in the mind. And then said, then withdraw your consciousness from the mind to the intellect. Just focus on who I am. Contemplate on who I am is the intellectual focus in consciousness. To see who I am, if I remove this body and mind connection from that, and then Bhagavan said, that's contemplating on yourself. And once you get to that level where intellect is now absorbed in that consciousness, the Bhagavan said, then turn your gaze towards me, the Supreme Self, and thou shall have that experience. So Bhagavan has given Arjuna a clear path how to get to the point where we change this paradigm for I, this limited being, to I, the part of the Supreme Self. Never contaminated, never sinful, always remaining the part of that Satchitananda, that which is ever-existing, ever-knowing, and all-pervading. So in the last two verses, Bhagavan really concludes all that he has told us so far. And he says, Tapasvi byo adhiko yogi, gnani byo bhi mato adhikaha, karmi bihi cha adhikaha yogi, tasmad yogi bhava arjuna. Because we have come a long way from a complete ignorant being who thought that this conglomeration of body, mind, intellect is me, to the clear understanding of this body cannot be me, this mind cannot be me, this intellect cannot be me, because they change all the time. But I am changeless right from my childhood till now that I remain changeless. And therefore, I cannot be this changing mind, changing intellect. So Bhagavan said, in that path, you may have put lots of efforts and become a tapasvi. Tapas means Concentrated efforts in your chosen field is tapas. An athlete who is preparing for the Olympics, obviously he gives up everything else which is pleasurable to him or his other interests and just focus on preparing for the Olympics. So he is a tapasvi. His field is sports. He is focusing, he is putting concentrated efforts. So he is a tapasvi. But Bhagavan said he will only achieve the narrow goal. So Puranas are filled with stories about Raksasa doing tapas and achieving Siddhi. Brahma gave Ubuntu this Raksasa so that you will not burn by anything. Then other Raksasa gets other boon. In other words, the Raksasa, Rajasik people. The Rajasik people are also putting lots of efforts in the fields of their liking. And they achieve that Siddhi. Bhagavan said, Yoga is better than achieving that limited Siddhi. Tapasvi bi adhiko yogi hi. Yogi is much more than just focusing on one field of activity. So that, therefore, he said, You may be very good in 
applying yourself in your field, but the field is narrow, your achievement will be narrow too. Therefore, widen your field in which you can reunite with your own self. Gnani bhyo api mato adhika. Even my opinion is greater than Gnani. Gnani is the one who has intellectually appreciated, who has come to the conclusion this is the truth, but he has no experience of that truth. So Bhagavan said, the one who has the experience of the truth, one who is reconnected with self, is greater than that Gnani, who has the knowledge of the truth. Karmi bihicha adhiko yogi. In Karmi, one who believes in putting his efforts in right field is a karmi. One who believes in actions and put his actions in that field is a karmi. But one is not even using the word yoga, attaching to all this. But you can attach yoga to all of them because they are connecting with something. Karma yoga is I'm connecting with my goal of greater good. This is karma yoga. That itself gives me purification of my mind when my ego gets diluted by performing the actions. But as we say all the time, doing good is not good enough. You have to realize who you are. So Bhagavan said, therefore, karmi bihicha adhiko yogi, tasmad yogi bhava arjuna. And therefore, arjuna, you become yogi. Yogi in a sense that keep your goal the highest of reconnecting yourself with your supreme self. That's yogi. Yogi is the one who has come to the conclusion that I am not who I am. I am part of the Supreme Being and I need to have that experience. And I am going to put all my efforts in that pursuit. So that's yoga. Paramhans Yogananda said, all these yogas are there, but Kriya Yoga is the greatest. Kriya Yoga is to experience that oneness. The theory is that Consciousness is all-pervading and we are grasping that consciousness within this equipment. As small atom catches small amount of consciousness and a complex human being catches complex amount of consciousness. But that consciousness is all-pervading all things and beings. It is now my goal is to release that consciousness from identifying with this limited equipment. And Bhagavan said, make that as your goal. And then in the last verse, Bhagavan said, Yoginavapi sarvesam madgate antaratmana sraddhavan bhajate yomam same yukta tamomataha. But out of all the yogis, now if all yogis are pursuing the same path of connecting their limited self with the higher self, then how can there be a gradation? But Bhagavan said there is gradation. Even if all your goal is the same, but the path which you take may become either a longer road or a shorter road to reach your goal. So the yogi who wants to achieve that connection through jnana by understanding who the Lord is, it may take him a longer time but Bhagavan says, one who identifies with me. Therefore, he says, Madgatena Antaratmana, one who offers himself to me and his inner self connected with me, the Supreme Self. 
श्रद्धावान भजते योमाम समयुक्त तमोमत सो बेसिकली ऑपरेटिव वर्ड ही श्रद्धा आई कैन हैव एन इंटेलेक्चुअल परस्यूट विदाउट एनी फेथ माई परस्यूट इज वेरी वैलिड एंड लजिटिमेट बट आई एम स्टार्टिंग माई जर्नी विदाउट एनी फेथ आई एम ट्राइंग टू फाइंड आउट समथिंग विच आई हैव नो ट्रस्ट दैट आई विल गेट देर और आई कैन स्टार्ट ए जर्नी विथ ए क्लियर अंडरस्टैंडिंग दैट अदर्स हैव गॉन देयर I am going there for the first time. I am going to New York for the first time. Everybody says take ninety five north, but I have faith in that instruction, that direction. If I have faith in that direction, then journey becomes easier. Then I just follow the direction and reach New York. So, Bhagwan Shankaracharya says, "Sraddha is Guru Vedanta Vakya Adisu Vishwas." If I trust in what I have learned from the scriptures, from the sages. from my ancestors all the wisdom of my ancestors if i trust in it if i trust in all the physics which all the physicists did before to uh, become a physicist then it will be much easier but if i no trust in i want to start from zero it will be very difficult to bhagwan say sraddhavan bhajate yomam one who has the trust and then pursue me bhajate to pursue him not the bhajan on monthly bhajans we have swami ji always makes fun of it that all these noisy bhajans are not going to take you anywhere but if you have that shraddha and that bhav in your heart to become one with him and to experience him samay yukta tamo matah in my opinion he will be much closer to me he is according to me the most devout now bhagwan said in my opinion the swami says it's in our great tradition that nobody has complete authority and truth and therefore you can only say it is according to my mother but this verse gives you the introduction to the next chapter and the next segment of bhagavad gita what to contemplate on So with that I'll stop right here if you find this podcast helpful please support it by donating any amount by going to the episodes website at neelbutt.podbean.com or at chinmayarichmond.org सुखिनाद्राणी पश्य कचिदुखभागे ओ शाति शाति हरि ओ श्री गुरुभ्यो नम हरि ओ